0: mike cyber radio is an independent podcast the views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been am now or will be affiliated with enjoy the show Welcome back to Mike Cybert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Cybert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And you can always write into the mailbag, Mike Radio at gmail.com. Would love to hear back from you. Uh, this is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff. And things that are on my mind every week, and uh, on this week's show, I'm going to be talking about uh, 2018 movies, uh, some of the movies that I am uh, looking forward to uh, this year. Because I, I um, I, I didn't realize until I started kind of uh, consolidating my list, but there's a there's a whole lot of movies that I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, that on the heels of last week's kind of my uh, uh, favorite and least favorite of 2017. Um uh all that and a whole lot more, but before we get to that, let's kick off the show in our traditional fashion with some shoutouts. Shout it, shout it, shout it out loud. <laughs> Um, i want to give a shout out to the drinks with larry podcast uh over their last couple episodes uh they've given this show an on-air shout out you know thanking us for supporting them on twitter so i thought it'd be dope if i returned the favor uh so uh, check out the drinks with larry podcast um i i heard that there were some shortages of salt in parts of the country uh last week that were kind of hardest hit by the winter weather now here in the Seattle area we we got all all of our snow over Christmas, and we haven't had any of the white stuff since. So it's, it's been a lot of rain, a lot of fog, um, not especially cold, but you know, basically what you would expect uh, from uh, Seattle weather if, uh, if you don't happen to live here. Uh, but anyway, I, I mentioned that because I, I tweeted out that anybody that is short of salt should check out my podcast uh, where I talked about uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi with a killing spree. Uh, from late-night death, and then they will get uh, more salt than they will ever need because we get uh, super salty about that movie. To which my buddy, my friend, my mentor, um, award-winning journalist Charlie Harger, who uh, incidentally teaches uh, journalism 120 uh, digital radio lab um, over at Green River College, um, but he uh, he tweeted at me, and and I can't I can't tell if he's if he's being sarcastic or not because uh, I, I see Charlie a couple times a week uh, when I'm at work, but I have not actually had uh, the opportunity to actually sit down and talk to him for a hot second about what he thought of the movie. I don't even really know what his hot take is, but he uh, he responded to this tweet and he goes, um, <clears throat> Let me see. I, got, I got to get this right, um, Spock, uh, Charlie writes, such a good movie, glad you're coming around to it. So... <laughs> I am. Um and I bantered with him a little bit and he goes on and says, search your feelings. You know it to be true. No! No! Oh, that's stupid. Okay, fine. I, I just wanted to make an excuse to do a little bit of a Charlie Harger impression, sue me. Um, and uh um because you know, a good Charlie Harger impression starts with a bad William Shatner impression um and and incidentally, three people got that joke, and i uh, um that's okay. Um, I still haven't seen the movie a second time, um, and i I don't know if i will honestly which in its own way is kind of heartbreaking um but but i do know that it's still not quite sitting right with me uh not um not unlike bad sushi and uh, if uh, if you would like to give Charlie Harger a piece of your mind uh, regarding uh, Star Wars the Last Jedi you can register for journalism 120 um, at Green River College uh, in Auburn Washington if you happen to uh, uh, be local he teaches a uh, digital radio lab where um, they get into podcasting as well as kind of industry standard voice tracking uh, for uh, kgrg1 uh, Green River a digital uh, radio station where they play Your Classic Alternative. Um, a really cool class, highly recommended. Um, and the, the course material gets into a lot of kind of what the future of broadcasting is going to be, like I said, with regards to like, you know, digital radio, podcasting, social media, and uh, and things like that. Um, uh, if uh, if you want more information, head over to kgrg.com forward slash classes or greenriver.edu um, I mentioned this on last week's show, but uh, winter quarter has already started. But if you drop what you're doing and uh, head over to your computer right now, you might be able to get on a standby list or something because uh, magically it seems like a seat or two seems to open up uh, about uh, week two of the quarter. So it's uh, um, it's not too late. Uh, sign up, uh, get involved. It's uh, uh, it's really really fun. But I, I I got myself way off track. I just I just kind of slip into that. That promo mode thing you know I've been uh, um I, I've been accused of kind of having a used car salesman kind of delivery sometimes because I just slip into it I'll be like oh yeah you know greenriver.edu kgrg.com and you know I I, I did that for two years and uh it, it just kind of sticks but um uh but I digress um I, I want to give a shout out to Oregon Yes, the entire state. I want to give a shout-out to Oregon, because um, um, as of January 1st, uh, some counties in Oregon have done away with uh, the law that requires gas station attendants to pump gas. Now, uh, the rest of the country is laughing at some Oregonians who are freaking out at the prospect of manning the pump themselves. Um, And it's so funny, because, uh, you know, I, I do the show here out of... Of Seattle and you know Portland is kind of like a sister city to Seattle but the thing that that cracks me up is that Washington and Oregon Portland and Seattle they are very similar but they are uh they are most certainly not uh the same city and um I think this is this is one of those things that kind of uh sets us apart a little bit um Oregon has this uh a law where it is uh illegal I think um, for uh, people to pump their own gas uh, uh, I haven't done a whole lot of research into it but I would imagine that it was a uh, jobs building uh, economic type of thing back in the day um, but regardless uh, you know entire generations of Oregonians have uh, grown accustomed to pumping their own gas and I wanted to share a little bit of this with you because I found this uh, uh, this was on uh uh, Kate, uh, CBS 10 News in Medford, and they put up on their uh, on their Facebook page um, uh, a poll asking, "Do you think Oregon should allow self serve gas stations uh, statewide?" And these uh, um, these responses are pretty priceless. I've lived in this state all my life, and I refuse to pump my own gas. I had to do it once in California while visiting my brother and almost died doing it. This is a service only qualified people should perform. I will literally park at the pump and wait until someone pumps my gas. I can't even. <laughs> um, I don't want to pump my own gas, hate the smell, and having to get out in the winter in a skirt. No way! Uh, you know, I, I know that feel, bro. Um, no, disabled seniors, people with young children in the car need help. So I don't know if they're disabled seniors that are people in the, anyway, um, uh, not to mention getting out of your car with transients around and not feeling safe too. This is very bad idea. Grr. (laughs) Not a good idea. There are lots of reason to help an an attendant helping. One is they need a job too. Many people are not capable of knowing how to pump gas and the hazards of not doing it correctly. Besides, I don't wanna go to work smelling of gas when I get on my hands and clothes. I agree, very bad idea. (sighs) This is what cracks me up. I don't even know how to pump gas and I am 62, native Oregonian. I say, no thanks. I don't want to smell like gasoline, and um, and I found this in in all that. This was a uh, um, kind of kind of a, a response to all of that. Apparently, most people in Oregon assume that in order to pump gas, you must first remove all people from the vehicle and stand in the open while thugs attack from all angles, all while all while being sprayed with gasoline. So yeah, so um, uh, shout out to Oregon, uh, not being able to uh, um, have people pump their own gas. And incidentally, yes, I I know, I understand that. This- this is only in certain rural counties uh, but if uh, if you know I'd like to hear from my friends in Oregon because they I've uh, you know there's a couple of uh, podcasting fam down there there's like you know Hera Club radio and uh, and a handful of others um, let me know what you think uh, first of all do you think that everyone else in the country is unfairly picking on you um, let me know uh, Mike radio at gmail.com or on the Twitters at my cyber radio. And just so my friends in Oregon feel just a little less picked on, I want to talk about this uh, uh, Jeopardy! contestant from last week. He's uh, he's from Everett, Washington, which is about uh, 50, 60 miles uh, north of Seattle here. He was uh, playing Jeopardy! And his uh, um, his question, or, or I should say answer to uh, uh, the question, I, I'm messing this all up, but basically the, uh, the response that he gave was Gangster's Paradise uh, in reference to a song by Coolio and apparently upon further review that was not the correct answer Our judges have reevaluated one of your responses a few moments ago Nick, you said gangsters it's instead of gangstas on that song by Coolio Now, I didn't know that I would live long enough to, one, hear Alex Trebek say "gangsters" on national television, but then also to delineate the difference between gangsters... And gangstas. Um, uh, apparently, it's uh, uh, there's two different meanings in the dictionary, meaning there's like two different entries. They each have their own uh, unique meaning, uh, and therefore making them uh, two completely different terms. In fact, um, Coolio himself um, actually weighed in on uh, the differences. Let me explain something to you. And this is for white people. That's racist. The E-R... Will always get you It's it is actually technically, as technically that's that's it. Technically, er as well. Okay, so um, there you go. Um, but this uh, this actually reminded me of a similar flub uh from a handful of years ago. This was on uh Wheel of Fortune. Mythological hero Achilles. <laughs> Achilles, um, of course, uh, that in reference to uh, Achilles, he uh, he mispronounced Achilles, and apparently that that made it wrong. And I remember that one was especially heartbreaking because he had landed on the one million dollar spot. Uh, Guest like uh, L, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was L, and he got like all of the L's because there's a whole bunch of L's in Achilles, and proceeded to run the board. Got all of the letters, solved the entire puzzle. All he had to do was say it. Mythological hero Achilles, and he got it wrong. And and if I if I'm remembering this correctly, uh, the uh, the person next to him just basically the person who had the next term just kind of swooped up, and uh, and and grabbed that. Mythological hero Achilles. Yeah, that's it. Uh. <laughs> And as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, last week I talked about uh, Stan Lee's 95th birthday and kind of talked about those infamous or famous uh, Marvel movie cameos that he's done. I, I shared some of my favorites as well as some of my least favorites. And a couple of you got back to me about your thoughts as well. Um, shout out to the Robin Slim show. They, uh, uh, they again mentioned his cameo in Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 2, where he is all but confirmed to be, if not the Watcher himself, at least amongst the Watchers, and is probably playing the same character in in pretty much every uh, Marvel movie that he cameos in. And uh, uh, I totally buy off on that. That was at the top of my list as well, so uh, uh, thanks for getting to me about that. And uh, uh, Trek Todd, uh, who is at T Baldwin five one zero B. Uh, that's a that's a lengthy handle. He uh he tweets at me. Uh, the Spider Man library scene was the best. I know because I watched it, and I am unanimous in my decision. Uh, hashtag keeping up appearances. So um he's uh he's referring to the uh uh Stan Lee's cameo in the Amazing Spider Man the uh, first Andrew Garfield scene, and it just narrowly missed my list. I actually like this one quite a bit. Uh, It's the one where uh, Spider-Man and the Lizard are fighting in this library, and Stan Lee is the uh, um, librarian who is busily filing, all the while having cartoonishly large headphones on uh, to drown out any of the noises. And um, uh, I I really like that one. Um, But yeah, just didn't quite make my list. (laughs) Um, And uh, and, and a uh, shout-out segment would not... Be complete uh, without hearing from the Dark One himself. Killing Spree at Late Night Death, which incidentally, I think I need to find like a music sounder or theme music or something, something that I play uh, when I refer to him because he's uh, my most loyal listener. He listens to every episode. He's always got something to say, and uh, I I always really dig his opinion. You know, he's uh, he's been a guest. He's been a co-host. Um, huge huge part of the show. So um, a huge shout out to Killing Spree. But he, uh, he, uh, he tweets that in reference to my pondering uh, what is going to happen. To the state of Marvel movie cameos after Stanley passes away and or, or or is otherwise unable to uh, uh, do these anymore. I mean, he's ninety-five years old for goodness sake. Um, but I, you know, I I, I just kind of put that out there, wondering what would happen. Um, I even uh, uh, said that maybe we should just stop having them. But but I'm I, I'm getting off track. Um, he uh, uh, spree tweets at me. Uh, that was an absurd thing for you to say, though. No more Stan Lee cameos? How anyone could ever think such ridiculousness after the Deadpool 2 trailer is beyond me. And, you know, honestly, I, um, in, I, I'm a little embarrassed about this because uh, um, in compiling my list, in doing my research, I, I focused more on uh, movies, uh, his actual movie cameos, and uh, there was a lot of stuff that I um, uh, kind of. Glossed over, including like his. Uh, um, it's more than just a cameo. He's actually kind of featured in uh, Kevin Smith's Mallrats. Uh, Stanley with a beard, by the way. But um, uh, that's that's a really fun use of him. He also shows up in uh, animated form in Disney's Big Hero Six, which is based on Marvel comic. But so that. I don't want to get into whether that counts or not, but anyway, I I wanted to stick just to uh, Marvel movies, and uh, this one kind of slipped through the cracks because it's just in the trailer. The movie isn't out yet, but I think this, uh, the Deadpool two trailer that uh, Killing Spree is talking about, as well as the library scene that Trek Todd mentioned, is uh, those those are really good examples of um, they're really good Stan Lee cameos because they kind of subvert what you would uh, kind of expect. I think the Stanley cameos that are the best are the ones that uh, kind of acknowledge on its face that, uh, that Stan Lee is this genteel old man that's uh, really in all of these situations that he really has no right being. He's kind of in the way, and So, uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's check out a little bit of this clip. It's uh, it's from the Deadpool 2 trailer. You know, Wade Wilson emerges from the phone booth uh, fully in his Deadpool costume and charges off, presumably to save the day and then uh, runs into a familiar face. Wow. Nice suit. Zip it, Stanley. And if that isn't the most uh, breaking the fourth wall thing in the history of breaking the fourth wall. I don't know what is. Um, And my last shout out of this week goes to friends of the show, Waking Things, when they announced that they had added a new member to the group, uh, that being vocalist Samantha Aiello. And I found this clip on the band's Instagram page at Waking Things, uh, where Sam introduces herself to us. My name is Sam, for those of you who don't already know me, and I am super excited to officially announce that I am the newest member of the band Waking Things. Um, so a little bit of a backstory on me is I've been singing my whole life, writing since I could write. I used to do lead vocals for a band called The Mad Hammers, and uh, Chris hit me up one day and asked if I wanted to jam, and I uh, was definitely down, and I knew immediately that it was going to be a great fit. Uh, the guys are so awesome, so talented, and I just came insanely lucky to have found a group of people that are just as weird, if not a little weirder than me. <laughs> so we've got a bunch of new music coming up, ton of awesome shows. Um, really hope you can make it out and I can meet you in person. Stay tuned because we've got a lot of cool shit coming your way. <laughs> and uh, and that show she was uh, referring to was actually last week um, out at uh, Barbosa, uh, where she kind of made her uh, a live show debut as a as a member of Waking Things. And man, I tell you, b- being an adult uh, sucks really hard sometimes because I really wanted to uh, make it out to the show. I wanted to show up, um, but um, uh, unfortunately, I had to work and couldn't get out of it. Um, but uh, from what we- What I saw um, of the posts, apparently, like everybody was there. Um, uh, folks, a uh, lot of local homies uh, from other bands, uh, Something Witchy, um, as well as uh, T2 was there, uh, uh, Snap and Picks, uh, as well as a, a handful of other guys that I, I really would have liked the opportunity to just uh, say hey to. But um, again, um, responsibility sucks sometimes. Um, I would not recommend being an adult if uh, if you can help it. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, gang, back to Sam and waking things I want to uh, share a little more of this uh, post that we just listened to um, uh, quote that duality and energy of having dual vocals was something uh, that we all missed and it took a lot of searching to find someone that not only has an amazing voice but one that would mesh well with Chris's uh, that obviously being uh, uh, Chris Sicard, the uh, uh, lead guitarist and uh, vocalist uh, uh, for waking things um, uh, we consider ourselves so fortunate to to have her as a part of our family, and we are beyond excited for y'all to hear her on our new EP, "Hang In There," uh, which uh, which we're all really excited about. I um, it, it's funny I haven't uh uh met Sam or you know been uh, formally uh, introduced, but I uh, I saw her perform with Waking Things a while ago when they show at the Rendezvous with uh, uh with uh, Flicker and Fade and Saint John's Prophets, and and it, it's kind of funny. Um, I I remember I was talking to the guys from uh, Waking Things backstage. Uh, You could go back a few episodes and listen to that interview. But um, I I remember one of the things that, you know, like we were talking about what's coming up. And uh, with regards to uh, the new EP Hang In There, uh, they, they were kind of a little dodgy about what they could talk about and what they couldn't. And knowing what I know now, I wonder... Um, if uh, if it was already in the works uh, that that maybe Sam was uh, going to join the band or at least uh, um, uh, record stuff on that EP, but um, that that was a high point of that show. Uh, Sam uh, uh, took the stage and duetted with uh, with Chris on on uh, what I think is their iconic classic "Pretend." I love that song, um, and it was it was really really cool. Um, so I'm I'm really stoked to uh, see what kind of of energy she brings uh, to this group, and uh, for waking things to uh, uh, you know kind of go back to being a four piece um, and see what that brings in the future. So uh, the EP is called "Hang In There." Um, I'm uh, um, hoping to get in touch with the band and maybe have them on for uh, maybe like a phone interview or something to kind of hype it up as uh, as we get closer. But in the meantime, uh, check out their stuff. Go to their website, wakingthings.com. Uh, uh, to get connected to all of their music and social medias and all of their cool stuff because they uh, they are super rad. and uh, Oh, and I uh, almost forgot, um, Sam was actually a uh, featured guest on last week's episode of Puget Rock on KGRG, uh, kicking it with my old homies, uh, Stardog the Red and T2, um, and that was a lot of fun. I, I got to listen to part of it as I was driving around. Uh, the podcast of that show should be available by... By the time you're hearing this so i'll um i'll make sure and share it and uh, and make sure it's available because uh um again that was it was a lot of fun coming up after the break it's my rundown of some of my most anticipated movies of 2018 plus more stuff and things uh stick around you're listening to mike cyber radio we'll be right back Start on the red here, and I'm hosting a new local music show called Puget Rock here on KGRGFM with T2. Hello. It's every Wednesday from 3 to 7 p.m. here on KGRGFM, where you can hear music from local bands playing every weekend near you. And be sure to check out Puget Rock on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure to check out previous episodes and our concert calendar at PugetRock.com. WTF. The Nerdist, Rooster Teeth, Adam Carolla, Serial. You you listen to podcasts? Want to do one and not completely suck at it? I'm Charlie Harger. I teach digital radio. You'll have a podcast and your own radio show. Think of it as a podcasting boot camp. So sign up now. Journalism 120 meets twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Podcasting, your own show. Journalism 120 here at Green River College. hey welcome back to Mike cyberbert radio I am your host and again if you want to get a hold of me I am on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Seibert radio or you can send your email to Mike Seibert radio at gmailcom uh, those of you that uh, that still uh, participate in the electronic mailing system Um <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so in this segment, I wanted to talk about movies, uh, specifically uh, movies that are going to be coming up in 2018, uh, some of the highlights, uh, things that I'm uh, kind of looking forward to. But first, I-, I wanted to give a quick PSA, a, uh, a public service announcement, um, because uh, my wife and I went to go see Downsizing last week. That was the, uh, uh, the Matt Damon is a Tiny Person movie. Um, Skip it skip it. Avoid this movie like the plague. Uh, it, it was kind of funny. Uh, I, I remember at Christmas time, uh, people were saying that it looked really funny, and I was just kind of gnashing my teeth because I knew it was going to be a uh, 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 a huge, stinky pile. But but I could I could hear the voice of Steven Sadak from We Hate Movies talking to me like a force ghost, saying, you got to keep it normal for the normos. So, I uh, um, I've talked about this before. But I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, so then my wife busts on me. Well, I really want to go see this. So and and this was kind of really the first test of my metal uh, this year in just kind of trying to downplay it, not be so much of a dick and a snob about uh, about movies that I don't like that other people like because it's okay to like movies. But um, but yeah, no, we we were originally going to go see uh, The Greatest Showman, uh, which we're hoping to. Uh, uh see next week. Uh so hopefully I'll chat about that if that's any good. Um, but dude, it's, it's it's Hugh Jackman doing doing what Hugh Jackman does. He's singing and dancing and 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 not aging apparently unless he's Wolverine. All the shows for that were sold out. Um well it was discount Tuesday so I how surprised were we? But we uh we go up to the counter and it's uh it's one of those choose your own uh seat. They have the luxury recliner things. Um, and for uh, Greatest Showman, there was only like front row seating. We're not going to do that. We're adults. Um, and then the clerk looks up and very earnestly says, "Well, you know, we we have uh, plenty of seats for uh, downsizing, and it's and it's really good. I really liked it. So we just kind of like, okay, cool. And we went to co see downsizing, and it's uh, uh the thing that that frustrates me the most is that um, uh, if if you are thinking that this movie is a comedy, you will be disappointed. Uh, the trailers that show, like you know, this fun miniaturized world and stuff, bamboozled. That's about like the first twenty minutes of the movie, and then then it is a full on depress fest. And you know, I. I don't mind movies that are trying to uh, uh, capital S say something, but this movie lays it on really super thick with the uh, uh, down with people, up with the environment message. Which you know, I mean, whatever. I, I mean, I, I like Fern Gully as much as uh, as much as the next person, but I don't need it in my uh, uh, Matt Damon eating a giant saltine cracker movie. Um, and really, the the. Uh, um, uh, mild spoilers actually no it's it's full spoilers because i'm trying to get you to avoid watching this uh there there's a scene from the trailer and all of the tv commercials where um all these little people are partying over like a giant jug of vodka with like a a spigot on it and people are filling their their buckets with this cartoonishly large vodka yeah that's not even in the movie so um, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we've talked a lot before about how trailers can be different from uh, from the final movie, um, Rogue One. Um, but no, th- this this one was egregious enough because I think my wife was kind of sold on that image, and she kind of thought that that thought she was going to get like a lighthearted comedy, not a preachy uh, environmental message. Um, so um, I was relieved though when she shared. With With me that um, that she didn't care for it either. So, uh, but I still kind of I kept some venom in the fangs, uh, if uh, if you know what I mean, because I didn't uh, I I didn't go off on it as much as I wanted to. Um, So I. I'm trying. I'm still trying to, you know, again, keep it, keep it normal for, for the normos there. Um, but on that, and th- this is what really kind of takes the piss out of any movie snobbery that I think I have. Um, yeah, I, I have a weird sense of movie taste because um I don't especially like really good movies like like dramas and stuff. Not really my thing. Um and I do have a soft spot that are mov- for movies that are just dumb enough. Not openly terrible, not like that that, that Will Smith Netflix movie with the, the uh orcs and magic and whatnot. You can keep that ish. But um but like um Uh, You might remember on uh, over... uh, Oh, it was Black Friday. Uh, Black Friday, uh, my wife and I, we went to Best Buy and bought like a stack of movies. Um, You know, at just like cut rate prices. Some of them were pretty good movies that we had seen already, like, you know, War for the Planet of the Apes and Spider-Man Homecoming. And, uh, you know, a handful, again, legitimately good movies. But we got some clunkers in there also. We got this movie called Wild Card with uh, Jason Statham. It's... uh, it's like a a, a, um, a low rent Las Vegas uh, action thriller type thing. Um, um, he fights people with spoons at one point. It's not good. Um, but uh, one one of the the movies that we did pick up was Triple X. Colon, The Return of Xander Cage. This was the uh, uh sequel to the uh uh Vin Diesel movie, both uh um Triple X and the uh, sequel with Ice Cube, uh Triple X State of the Union. And I remember back in like 2002, um kind of being lukewarm on it, but kinda liked it because you know it's uh, it's it's basically Vin Diesel as a Mountain Dew chugging super spy, whatever. Um, but um but the sequel is actually a lot of fun it's terrible. don't get me wrong it It is stupid as all get out but um but I actually had a lot of fun with it and it was kind of funny because, like as my wife were watching it i um I uh, unfortunately was, I I discovered Mystery Science Theater 2000 when I was in middle school, which is, I think, where a lot of, uh, where you're very impressionable and like some of your tastes start to form. Unfortunately, I have this nasty habit. Please don't ever watch a movie with me at, at, at home because I will just crack wise the entire time. And so as such, I was I was just, you know, letting this movie have it, giving it the business throughout this this whole movie, because there were just so many cringe worthy moments. And it was so I mean there, there's a lot of there's a lot of badness, especially when it comes to Vin Diesel's acting now that he's coming back to this role like 15 years years later or something like that it's it's um it's uncomfortable because like it's uh there there are a lot of young people in this movie and there's uh um there's uh there's one sequence in particular mild spoilers where he's uh he's uh hanging out with some lady folk and you know it's it's getting to be about sexy time and these poor girls are are half his age if a day and that again it, that was mildly uncomfortable um but and and also the way he's interacting with uh, the not fast and furious avengers people um i mean this movie wants to be a fast and furious movie so bad but it's um Anyway, I'm, I'm I'm getting way off track. Um, uh, the action is really good, um, uh, surprisingly well staged. The the fights are really well choreographed. There's a lot of cool gunplay. So like you know, uh, fans of John Wick that aren't quite of R-rated moving <laughs> age yet, um, and want some uh, uh, PG-13 gunplay where where you get like all of the elaborate movements and gestures and ro- loading and reloading and all that stuff. But when people just kind of fall down after they get shot, this this is perfect for you, but the main reason why I even want to... Sp- I, I've, I've already spent way more time talking about this than I intended to, um, but the, the big thing that blew my hair back about this movie that really kind of um made it a lot of fun for me is it features Donnie Yen. Now, I don't know if uh, you're familiar with who Donnie Yen is because I'm I'm not especially familiar with him, but he's a uh, he was uh Chiret Imwe, Mway, uh the uh, blind guy with the stick from Star Wars Rogue One. And I I loved him in that role and I thought that character was um was a lot of fun, you know, where somebody can be like attuned to the Force but not a Jedi um and all that. I, I just I just really thought he was a cool character. Um and you get to see Donnie Yen in this movie where he is he's uh, um, doing um, a lot of dynamic fighting uh, a lot of cool gunplay and he's just funny so like a lot of this stuff that you know kind of like you saw touches of it in Rogue One where he's kind of like this uh, you know he's kind of got like a mischievous smile to him at times um, he it's fully on display in uh, in this movie Triple uh, X uh, Return of Xander Cage um, this guy needs to be in his own movie and. In fact, he um, uh, apparently he is a um, I couldn't tell I haven't I've done zero research but I don't know if he's a Hong Kong movie star or um, uh, in China in mainland China uh, but either way he's uh, um, he's huge in East Asia and has had a very prolific career and is very popular over there and I could totally understand why because this is a guy and I I saw tweets about this uh, months ago and I don't know if this even has anything to do with. Uh, Triple X or not, but saying that uh, Donnie Yen needs to be in American action movies, and I a hundred percent agree with that. He's a uh, he steals the show. He's amazing in this, and it's a it's a surprise recommend from me because it's a movie that kind of came and went. Through through the theaters, Uh, my wife and I almost saw it, but the schedules didn't quite uh, line up. Um, It wasn't in theaters long, was not very financially successful. Um, I I, I will actually, uh, let me pause for a quick spoiler alert from uh, Killing Spree here, because this one's worth a uh, spoiler alert. Fucking spoilers! Um, ice cube shows up and I, I remember being kind of uh, uh, upset at the time because that's kind of spoilered in the in the in the trailers and uh, the TV spots too if I'm not mistaken but um, it, it was when he shows up in the movie it's actually kind of cool and it kind of ties the two movies together but but the um, I bring this up because there's this scene between uh, Vin Diesel and ice cube and they're all waxing philosophically about maybe having future and adventures that are just never gonna happen. These guys aren't gonna get another movie. Come on. Uh, but uh, but again, uh Triple uh, X, the return of Xander Cage. Um, surprise recommend from Mike Seibert Radio. Um, so anyway so let's uh so let's move on I uh, I, I cheated a little bit I uh, uh, I've gone to movieinsider.com, and I'm looking at uh, 2018 movies and I have got it sorted by most anticipated so this is not in uh, chronological order um, but there's a uh, you know a- as I was going through this uh, before I started recording there's a there's a lot of movies coming out this year and you don't really realize it until you of of go over it in a, in a larger stroke. So so I'm j- I'm just going to run through these. Uh, the uh, most anticipated movie, of course, is Avengers Affinity War. The Avengers and their superhero allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe. That movie's going to be out on May 4th of 2018. Um, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom comes out on June 22nd. I know uh, my man Killing Spree is uh, eagerly Anticipating that. Um, incidentally, this is the uh, 25th anniversary of uh, Jurassic Park. I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize that. So it's a it's a good year for my man Killing Spree. So I want to talk about Black Panther for for a hot minute. That uh um that movie is actually going to be out in like a month and a half from now on uh, February 16th. Um, that's uh, obviously where uh, Chadwick Boseman plays T'Challa, the prince of the African nation of Wakanda, who must. Take over the throne after his father's murder. Um, that, that actually happened in Captain America: Civil War, but I uh, I digress. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. It's a uh, uh, it's got a stellar cast. It's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can't you can't go wrong. Uh, but the thing that I wanted to mention uh, that uh, that just uh, came out this last week is that uh, with Black Panther, um, uh, hip hop artist Kendrick Lamar is the latest artist to curate a a major motion picture soundtrack. So he's a. Uh, uh, there's a single out now. I forget what the name of it is, but he's a uh, um, similar to uh, what Jay Z did with the Great Gatsby soundtrack. He's Kendrick Lamar is kind of uh, kind of overseeing the entire thing. And um, you know, I, I've talked about the show before, like with you know Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Baby Driver. That you know, kind of we're we're kind of getting back into the era of the. Uh, movie soundtrack, so I think a lot of people are really going to be happy with uh, what uh, Kendrick Lamar brings to the uh, uh, Black Panther soundtrack. Um Another movie that a lot of folks are really stoked about, uh, The Incredibles Two, uh, uh, that out on June fifteenth. Obviously, the long-awaited sequel, and I'm a I I find mixed on this because I loved The Incredibles. It's basically the Fantastic Four done right, um, but you know Pixar has a really really spotty reputation when it comes to sequels that aren't titled Toy. Story. So, um, if if Incredibles two ends up being more like Toy Story two than Cars two, um, we might be okay. So, I, I I think this is kind of interesting because I didn't really pay close attention to the uh, the date uh, specifically until actually just now, um, but with uh the the uh, uh stinging salty taste of star wars the last jedi still in uh still with a lot of us um apparently a uh, solo a star wars story which is um you know of course the han solo solo movie um uh, <laughs> i can't believe i just said that out loud han solo the han solo solo movie Perfect. I can radio. Um, but anyway, th- this movie is coming out on May 25th, which I think is really interesting because I thought, under kind of the new uh, Disney Star Wars Lucasfilm regime, that the Star Wars movies were going to come out once a year around Christmas time, kind of middle of December. I mean, the last three movies have between, you know, Last Jedi, Rogue One, and uh, Force Awakens. I thought this was just, this would just follow suit. And, um I'll be honest, I don't know if by May I'm gonna be ready for another Star Wars movie because um I I, I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but I'm uh I'm still feeling the reverberations about my feelings about uh The Last Jedi, and I I don't know if this movie is for me, but um, but the movie will explore the duo's adventures before the uh, events of Star Wars: A New Hope, including their early encounters with that other card playing rogue from a galaxy far, far away, Lando Calrissian. Presumably, the they they're referring to is Han Solo and Chewbacca. Um, but you know, up up until I saw Last Jedi, I was really looking forward to uh, Solo um, because I. Uh, I really like Donald Glover, and I am I'm super excited to see him as Lando Calrissian. In fact, that's probably what's gonna get me to the movie more so than figuring out what's the deal with those stupid dice uh, that 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 we that have been retconned into the Millennium Falcon that we see at the end of Last Jedi for no apparent reason. I, I'm doing it again. Fucking spoilers. Sorry, um, but. Uh, it, um uh Donald Glover him of uh community and Atlanta fame incidentally uh Atlanta is going to be back on FX uh beginning of March uh season two of that uh that's a show that I discovered on my uh, uh flight to China uh binged all the episodes it's a long flight uh but that that show just grabbed me by the throat and got my attention it's uh it's really really great if you have not checked out Atlanta yet um uh do so um but anyway um I I had uh, heard um uh Donald Glover doing an interview with somebody where uh, they talked about that we're going to see something that we haven't seen in a Star Wars movie before, and like I told uh, Killing Spree during our various uh, podcasts, as long as these new movies give me something that I haven't seen before, just one thing, whether it's you know a, a, a blaster uh, being being held in midair or ships crashing into each other or uh, where blue milk comes from, I guess. <laughs> um, but apparently, there is a shot that shows uh, you're following land. As he goes up the ramp uh, of the Millennium Falcon, I just realized until uh, I didn't realize until hearing that interview. That we've never seen that before. We've seen the Millennium Falcon from the outside and from the inside, but never somebody actually walking up into it and following them as they get on the ship. Uh, so that's gonna be that's gonna be super rad. Um, let's see. Uh, the Predator uh, comes out on August third. Um, an ex-marine discovers the existence of fierce aliens, but finds that no one believes they exist. This is the uh, uh, the Shane Black. Predator movie that I completely forgot about. Um, I'm, you know, I I hope that uh, with uh, Fox potentially being controlled by Disney, this remains the hard R rating that it's supposed to be. Uh, but man, uh, Shane Black writing a Predator movie, sign me up. Um, Oh, man. Aquaman is coming out on December 21st. Uh, uh, Aquaman is the king of Atlantis, born half-human as Arthur Curry and half-Atlantean. The film will focus on a surface world, constantly ravaging the sea and the other sea Atlanteans who are ready to lash out in revolt. Uh, presumably, there will be Mountain Dews and Shaka Bras and yeah. My man! And and more of that from uh, star Jason Momoa, I'm sure. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, that's the sequel to uh, 2012's uh, Pacific Rim. I can't believe it's already been five years. Um Six years now, um, but that uh, that features John Boyega, who kind of got shorted in in uh, Star Wars: Last Jedi. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what he can do. I'm uh, I'm lukewarm on a Pacific Rim sequel. I think it's a franchise that barely got a sequel by the skin of its teeth, um, thanks to the uh, foreign market, uh, specifically China. But you know what? Um, uh, giant robots? Well, I know they're mech suits, but giant robots fighting giant monsters? I—I I mean, how can you go wrong? Um, there's a there's a Halloween reboot coming out in October uh, featuring uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know a whole lot about that. Um, uh, there, what is this? Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a newly reimagined uh, version of the holiday classic, will be adapted from uh, Dr. Seuss's book. What? Uh, that's going to be out on uh, November 9th, and it looks, oh, this looks super minion y. It's probably like a Despicable Me version uh, with, uh, with minions of, uh, of the Grinch, so look forward to that. Oh no. Uh, Bumblebee. Uh that's uh that's the first uh um Transformers spin-off, and uh that comes out also in December. You know my feelings on the Michael Bay live action Transformers movies. Uh they're they're not um not my favorite. See, I'm doing it. I, I'm I'm keeping it normal for the normos, but no, um uh I, I hate those Michael Bay movies, but you know what? I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. I think this might be the one where I kind of give live-action uh, Transformers movies another shot. Uh, this uh, um, because it, it features Bumblebee in 1987, and you know if we if we kind of get some uh, Transformers G1 nostalgia buttons there, maybe we'll be maybe we'll be okay oh hey uh there's another Tomb Raider coming out that's uh that's gonna be on Marth- March March uh, 16th that has uh the poster with the the lady with the giraffe neck to where you can see both her butt and her face at the same time it's a uh, uncanny and inhuman uh but uh I mean could be okay um we get three. Marvel movies in 2018 because, uh, you know, I talked about Black Panther and Avengers Affinity War, but we also get Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, that's going to be out on uh, July 6th. That's that, that's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And, and then of course, uh, Deadpool 2, which we mentioned earlier, that's going to be out on June 1st. Um, uh, Another uh, not comic book movie, but I'm really looking forward to the sequel. Uh, uh, Creed Uh, 2. Sylvester Stallone will be back in the ring for another sequel where he'll play Rocky Balboa. That's going to be out on November 21st. And if I remember correctly, I think I think. He's actually directing this one because uh, Ryan Coogler went off to go do, of course, uh, Black Panther. Uh, but that's out on November 21st. I'm, I'm assuming Michael B. Jordan will be back as Adonis Creed. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's... It's a movie that I don't know if it needs a sequel, but I'll take it because Creed is really good. Um, let's see. Um, okay, let, let me see if I can kind of pick this up a little bit. Um, uh, the New Mutants, uh, that uh, that in the X-Men franchise, that's going to be out in April. Um, I've talked about this a few times. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and I like that, uh, that it's essentially going to be a horror movie. And I like how they're kind of leaning into some of the... The uh, classic rock influence, like there was a uh, cast photo that looks like the album cover for ACDC's Highway to Hell. Obviously, the uh, the the font uh, that's on all of the posters is uh, um, a direct nod to Pink Floyd's The Wall. Um, in fact, there's a poster out there with uh, the faces of the cast, kind of kind of um, looking like a, like they're out of a Pink Floyd album. But um, I, I think this is going to be really good. Oh, and, and again, speaking of uh, movies I forgot about, uh, there's going to be a Wreck-It-Ralph sequel. Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It-Ralph 2. That's uh, that's going to be out in um, uh, November. Uh, Venom, uh, the Spider-Man spinoff, is coming out in October 5th. Uh, a parasite attaches itself to a host via a sticky substance that gives the host special powers. Um, uh, Rampage is uh, coming out on April 20th. We talked about that a lot. That's with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He befriends a giant gorilla, and together they fight off a giant crocodile and a werewolf, uh, based on the uh, classic video game. Um, Denzel Washington is back in The Equalizer 2. That out on August 3rd. On July 27th, Mission Impossible 6... In his iconic role as the ultimate secret agent, Tom Cruise is back in the next installment of the global blockbuster film franchise, Mission Impossible. Um, uh, coming out in March is uh, Ready Player One, which I've talked about a lot already, that uh, based on uh, on the novel, deals with a lot of uh, uh, nostalgia in a uh, virtual reality environment. Um Wow, uh, uh, we're getting another Cloverfield movie. That's uh wow, that's that's going to be out in uh February on February 2nd. Um now a movie that a lot of people are are bonkers about that I know almost nothing about is uh, a Wrinkle in Time. Um it uh follows a young girl traumatized by the ex- the disappearance of her scientist father uh played by Chris Pine uh years before. Uh, She finds herself on an interplanetary journey with a schoolmate and her younger brother to find her father. They are aided by a trio of supernatural beings played by Reese Witherspoon, Mindy Kaling and Oprah Winfrey. So um, a lot of people are stoked about that. But um, that that movie comes out on March 9th. Um There's a movie called Alpha that'll be out on March 2nd. This is the uh, Boy Befriends a Wolf movie, and it looks awfully Clan of the Cave Bear for my taste. I am skipping that. Uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies. That's going to be out on July 27th. That is the animated uh, Teen Titans Go, um, and that's going to get a theatrical release. Really excited about that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun, along with uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is the animated movie that's going to be released theatrically focusing on the miles morales version of spider-man um yeah and i i still don't know if i'm gonna see that death wish reboot with uh with bruce willis that's coming out on uh march 2nd um i don't know we'll see i i've i've kind of cooled on uh on bruce willis in uh in recent times um uh, Something called Sherlock Gnomes. With, it's animated with gnome people. That's out in March. Uh, okay. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. That's right. I forgot about this. That's going to be out on Christmas Day, actually. That's where uh, Emily Blunt uh, uh, steps into the iconic role. Um, you know, really, if she was still with us, why not just get Carrie Fisher to be Mary Poppins? Because that's pretty much what she does in that movie. <laughs> Um, Oh, man. Um, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix uh, comes out in November, which I think, if I were to speculate, will probably bring a a conclusion of sorts to the Fox era of uh, the X-Men. And, man, there there's just a lot here i uh, again i've i've done it again where i have bit off more than i can chew uh because there there are so many movies coming out uh this year like on uh july 20th um uh alita battle angel uh comes out that's the uh that's the 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 robot with the giant eyes a, a, a movie I want to mention uh, uh, briefly coming out on March 2nd is uh called uh, red Sparrow um, aka not black widow uh, this is the uh, not black widow movie with um, Jennifer Lawrence in it uh, playing not black widow and it's funny I saw I saw this tra- I've seen this trailer a few times and it's uh um, what I take from it is that uh, whatever studio is behind this looked at Marvel and say, "Well, hey, if you're not gonna make a Black Widow movie, we'll just do it. Hold my beer." <laughs> so um, I I don't I don't know what we're gonna uh, get out of that. Uh, likewise, I Don't Need Another Reboot of Robin Hood. That's apparently going to be out on September 21st. Um, Ocean's 8, that's uh, that's with uh, Sandra Bullock being uh, George Clooney. That's out on uh, June 8th. Um, that trailer actually looks kind of funny. I, uh, I kid. Um, but um, uh, other reboots I don't need. Um, Scarface. Uh, I don't know anything about this other than it's a, it's another remake. Um, apparently, oh, that's right, I remember this from a while ago. They're uh, doing a remake of Overboard, uh, the old uh, Kurt Russell, uh, Goldie Hawn movie from back in the day. Uh, why that needs to be uh, rebooted, I have no idea. And, uh, and, and I think the, the last movie I'm gonna talk about in this segment I mean there's a uh, looking ahead on this list there's there's a fistful more coming out like that that Annihilation movie with uh, uh, Natalie Portman um, where you know the one with like plant people apparently she uh, didn't want to be in any more Marvel movies but then signs up for this because reasons I don't know. Uh, but anyway, you get the idea but there was one more movie I wanted to talk about um, and it's not a huge movie. Um but it's uh nevertheless it's a movie that uh, my wife and I are actually both really looking forward to it's uh it's a movie called Winchester which will which will be out on February 2nd in uh just a couple weeks it's uh it's a uh, it's a horror movie um so it's actually kind of surprising that that my wife and I are so eagerly uh, looking forward to it but nevertheless uh it's uh it's a uh, it's one where uh, Helen Mirren faces off with Vengeful spirits. Um, she uh, she plays the heir to the Winchester rifle fortune. Uh, she believes she is being pursued by the ghosts of her family's victims uh, in the supernatural thriller, um, and is based on the real life Winchester House, which my wife and I have been to a couple times. And it's it's like this this giant mansion. And I don't I don't want to get too uh, much into the story, but basically um, the the thing is, is like she is told that she has to continue building on the house uh, constantly to keep the angry spirits away, and so like it's it's like one of the bizarre curios in in American history. Like there's uh um doors that open to nothing, there's staircases to nowhere, um to where you know, it was just this this thing where she was just constantly building new stuff. Into this house, Um, and it was just something endlessly fascinating uh, uh, for uh, my wife and I. And we we had always said that you know wouldn't it be cool if they made a movie out of this? And uh, you know, in a few short weeks, we get to see it. I have no idea if it will be any good or not. I like Helen Mirren, but um, but yeah, we're we're not really horror movie buffs. But um, I'll I'll be interested to see uh, what Winchester is all about. And uh, and and let's listen to a couple. Clips of that uh, uh, before we get out of the segment. Its gargantuan, seven-storied structure with no apparent rhyme or reason, built on the orders of a grieving widow. Sarah Winchester's mind is as chaotic as the house itself. We're worried about her sanity, Doctor Price. Do You believe in ghosts, Doctor Price? I do not believe in anything I cannot see or study. I feel their presence. In the air, in the walls, it has found us. Mrs. Winchester, why in construction? The spirits killed by the rifle. We lock them away. Thirteen nails seals them in. I will do whatever it takes to protect my family. This spirit has a power we've not seen before. And finally, I wanted to close out this week talking about an event uh, that I will be a part of later this year. Um, it's the Break the Chains of Human Trafficking 5K uh, that will be held on Saturday, May 19th at the Federal Way Farmers Market. Uh, registration opens on January 10th with an early bird price of $10 per person. Um, I'll have a link in the show notes for more information and how to register. Um, and on that same night, uh, Wednesday, January 10th, the Federal Way Coalition Against Trafficking will be hosting a community forum. Uh, again, that's January 10th. Uh, the topic of the event will be Put Human Trafficking Out of Businesses. Uh, the forum will feature guest speakers and provide information on how businesses can implement strategies to prevent human trafficking and protect themselves from the legal, reputation, and financial risks that. Tra- trafficking poses. For more information, visit their website, fwcat.org. Um, so my wife, she uh, she got involved with uh, with this organization, the uh, uh, Federway Coalition Against Trafficking, or uh, Fedcat, uh, with uh, with some friends of ours who have uh, been involved for uh, the last couple years. And you know, um, uh, volunteering is always easier uh, when you've got friends. It uh, it could be a little bit of a, a challenge to do by yourself to uh, uh, volunteer to do something in your community. I, I know that's the the feeling I've had sometimes, uh, you know, almo- almost uh, uh, being shy about it. But you know, if you've got a buddy next to you, or even like um, a few buddies, man, uh, yeah, volunteering and and doing stuff like this uh, uh, suddenly becomes a whole lot easier. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, during their kickoff meeting uh, to uh, uh, kind of get ready for this five k that'll be happening in May, um, everybody kind of introduced themselves and talked about either what they. Have done in the past, or things that they could do, um, and uh, throughout this uh, this meeting, which I wasn't at, by the way, I was uh, um, I was working. Um, Uh, But anyway, the the topic came up and asked if anybody knew somebody who works in radio. And uh, suddenly, all of uh, my wife's friends, our friend's uh, heads turns and looks right at her. Everybody is looking at my wife, and I I would imagine that her face is turning red. And so, yeah, she kind of got put on the spot. Uh, so I'm hoping to help out uh, in the way that I know how to, and that's uh, that's by talking, uh, because really that's uh, that's what this organization is all about: uh, raising awareness, community engagement, and prevention through education. Um, I'm actually hoping to have somebody from the organization join me on the podcast here uh, sometime in the future, uh, but in the meantime, I'll share updates with you uh, when they're available as we get closer to the actual 5K uh, on May 19th. Out of time. Um, Another show done and in the books. I'd like to thank you all for listening this week and every week you tune in. Um, If you'd like to listen to all of my old shows and podcasts, including all of my old college radio shows, you can listen and subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you'd like to help boost the profile of this little podcast, post a review on Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. Um, I'll give you a shout-out and read your review on the air. Uh, join me live along with Limberlost at Jazz Bones in Tacoma on Friday, January 19th. Um, I'll be emceeing their set that night. You won't want to miss that. Uh, pre-sale tickets are 6 bucks, $10 at the door. More information can be found at limberlostmusic.com. My name is Mike, and this has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, make good choices.